Now at five, two murder trials continue in Austin courtrooms today. A review of testimony in one and where the jury stands in the other. Today, our fifth gray day in a row with a few showers still in the area. When to expect the sun in first warning weather. Religious protection or a license to discriminate. A bill to shield Texas lawyers and their views on LGBTQ plus issues is one of several proposals that could return to impact the community next session. Outlaw, a KXAN investigation coming up. Another day of deliberations done and the jury in the trial of the Austin police officer accused of murder still has not delivered a verdict. Thank you for joining us tonight at 5. I'm Britt Moreno. And I'm Mike Rush. The jury started deliberations last Wednesday in Christopher Taylor's trial. KXN's Grace Reader joins us now to tell us about what did happen in the courtroom today. Grace? That's right, jurors once again have left for the day their third full day of deliberations and still no decision from them. This afternoon, Judge Dana Blazy did pull them into the courtroom. She said she had gotten a note from them. It said nobody had changed their mind on the jury and that they couldn't come to a unanimous decision. She issued an Allen charge trying to convince the jury to do that. But if one side is unable to convince the other, this jury could hang, meaning for the second time, Christopher Taylor's trial would result in a mistrial. The first time came after a jury selection problem. It would be up to the prosecution here to determine whether or not they retry Taylor once again. Uh, other than that, we didn't hear a whole lot on the record today. This morning, the judge did deal with a juror issue. Two alternates have now been released. One called in sick last week. The other was released this morning after apparently looking up legal information that they weren't supposed to. There were four alternate alternates when deliberations started in this trial. We are now down to two alternates. Uh, we'll continue to follow this and as, as the jury decides what they're going to do next. Back to you. All right, Grace, thanks. On to Caitlin Armstrong's ongoing murder trial where most of today's testimony involved a digital forensics detective with APD. Police believe Armstrong shot and killed Mo Wilson. Now, her family says she was a friend of Armstrong's then boyfriend, Colin Strickland, and she was shot at an East Austin apartment in May of last year. Detective Daniel Portneau was in charge of extracting data from electronic evidence related to this case. That includes cell phones and laptops belonging to Armstrong, Wilson and Strickland. He also compiled a report from the system in Armstrong's Jeep, which contained location data showing the vehicle near that East Austin home Wilson was killed at at the time of the shooting. Defense attorneys asked him several questions about the reliability of GPS and cell phone location data. KXN's Brianna Hollis has been in the courtroom every day of this trial. Brianna, Portnoy's testimony lasted until lunch. Who took the stand after him? So another digital forensics examiner testified this time with the DA's office and she identified Armstrong in some post rhinoplasty photos. We also heard from the owner of the range in Austin where Armstrong was seen practicing using a firearm in January. He also verified the authenticity of some receipts that Armstrong had purchased ammunition from the facility and after that we heard from an acquaintance who actually held a brief training session with Armstrong and her sister before going with them to the range that day and guys I just stepped out of the courtroom currently on the stand is a ballistics expert and Brianna tell us about the demeanor of both Wilson's and Armstrong's families who were both there today 
So for anyone who's not familiar with the courtroom setting, there's seats on both sides, some behind the defense and some behind state prosecutors. So typically supporters of the victim are on one side, supporters of the defendant or people close to the defendant are on the other. Armstrong's mother and father have been here every single day. They've been quiet. They've been stoic. Now, Wilson's friends and family take up about three rows in the courtroom. You can often see them with their arms around each other. Now, at the beginning of the trial, we had some really emotional testimony. We had to view some really gruesome images and her immediate family was out of the courtroom during most of that, but we didn't see any of that today. So they were in there the whole time. Britt. Brianna, thank you so much for being our eyes and ears in that courtroom. And last month, Armstrong tried to run away from corrections officers after a doctor's appointment in South Austin. So any charges stemming from that are separate from this murder trial. Now, she was scheduled for a hearing in another courtroom on that case this morning, but it has been reset for December. First warning weather with Chief Meteorologist David Yeomans. Well, this weekend's weather has carried into the work week. Cloudy skies, cool temperatures, and a few light rain showers. It's not very wet right now from Austin and I-35 eastward, but out in the western hill country, some light to moderate rain still falling, keeping you guys a bit cooler. 54 in Fredericksburg, mid-50s in Mason, mid-60s, though, in Austin and Georgetown, out to Bastrop County. It's 65 right now, but skies are still cloudy here on the Indeed weather cam at the Domain in North Austin. Coming up, we'll take a look at how much rain has fallen over the past couple of days when the sun comes back in a major way. And also, we've already got the first look at the next storm coming to Texas. David, thank you very much. More people in Gaza trying to escape death. Updates on the continued fighting between Israel and Hamas and where negotiations to release hostages stand. And U.S. troops involved in a tragic helicopter crash overseas. What the government is saying about how it happened. Thousands more Palestinians are fleeing south today following continuous battles in northern Gaza, a lot of it around hospitals. Nearly 40 babies had to be removed from incubators over the weekend because the hospital no longer had any oxygen or power. Three of those newborns died, and doctors say the rest will not survive much longer if they aren't transferred to a fully operational facility. And talks about releasing hostages also continue. Intermediaries say Israel's troops moving farther into Gaza are putting a strain on those negotiations, but Israel continues to say there will be no ceasefire or pause until all of the hostages are released. We now know a three-year-old American whose parents were killed in the October 7th attacks may be among those being held captive, with 10 more Americans still unaccounted for. Five U.S. Special Operations troops died after their helicopter crashed into the Mediterranean Sea on Friday. The Department of Defense says there was an in-flight emergency during routine flight training, and there's no indications of what they call hostile actions. Those soldiers were deployed to the eastern Mediterranean following Hamas's attack on Israel last month. Lawyers are being attacked and they're being threatened. You can't hide the intent of this bill. All week, we're taking a closer look at the legislative policies and proposals impacting LGBTQ plus Texans, including a measure some say would ensure religious protection for lawyers and others say would be a license to discriminate. I'm KXAN investigator Josh Hinkle and that special report, Outlaw, is coming up.
Outlaw, a KXAN investigative project unfolding all week. Our team is looking at the connection between a 50-year-old state law banning homosexual conduct and the record number of legislative proposals introduced in 2023 impacting LGBTQ plus Texans. The debate surrounding many of those bills focused on children and families. Some passed into law, some are challenged in court, and others are bound to resurface in future sessions. One bill that progressed through the full Senate and a House committee but ran out of time at the end of the session would have shielded attorneys expressing religious views, including stances on LGBTQ plus issues. KXN's Daniel Manin learned some call it religious protections and others say it's a license to discriminate. That's right, and because the proposal made it so far in the legislative process, those against it worry it could bubble up in future sessions and those in support hope it does. They're very different in some ways and very similar in some ways. Houston attorney Neil Giles is the father of twins. Both attend the University of Texas. They're both extremely smart. <laughs> and both identify as non-binary. On this weekend, Giles is in Austin to celebrate the twins' 21st birthday. Uh, my name is Neil Giles. A stark contrast to his visit back in February when he testified before a Texas Senate committee against Senate Bill 559, a 2023 piece of legislation that would have expanded religious protection for attorneys in Texas for expressing their personal views on LGBTQ plus related issues. Similar proposals have popped up in the legislature before. Giles says he's worried bills like this could lead to state-sanctioned discrimination against Texans like his kids. They already face enough um, hatred and, and, and oppression and, um, and I just didn't want to see him. I, don't, I didn't want to have any more of that. The bill by East Texas Republican Brian Hughes was labeled a preemptive action to keep the state bar of Texas from adopting a rules change made by the American Bar Association. You see, in 2016, the American Bar expanded its definition of professional misconduct to include harassment or discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity, among others. The Texas Bar declined comment for this story. Lawyers are being attacked and they're being threatened. They're being told unless they agree a certain way on certain political or sexuality issues that they're going to be punished. So they're actually the Christian attorneys are the ones that are under attack. Jonathan Sines is the president of the conservative faith-based nonprofit advocacy group Texas Values. He's also an attorney himself. I could be talking with members of my church and giving them my opinion on these issues related to gender and sexuality. And I could be told that if I don't, if I think it's wrong for men to be on women's sports or for men to be in women's bathrooms that I could lose my bar license because someone suggests that they don't agree with that opinion or for some reason that it violates a rule. Signs tells KXAN it's important that Texas Values advocates for conservative lawyers who may be afraid of speaking up and putting their careers on the line. We support this bill to protect the conscience rights of legal professionals. Jennifer Alman is the director of the Texas Catholic Conference of Bishops. She feels the state bar 
Barr just shouldn't get ahead of the legislature on matters of gender ideology, since the state doesn't formally recognize gender identity. We're concerned about those kinds of policies being adopted by bar associations around the country, and this law would be kind of a shield against that happening here in Texas. It's personal for me for a couple of reasons. My wife and I have three children, two of whom are members of the LGBTQ community. Dallas attorney Steve Rudner calls bills like SB 559 a solution in search of a problem, since both the U.S. and Texas constitutions already offer religious protections to everyone. The legislature has developed a really uh, a fine skill in being discriminatory and you can't hide the intent of this bill. Rudner says proposals like this could also lead to unintended consequences for Texas attorneys like himself who do business in other states or large Texas firms with offices across the country. If the state of Texas decided to allow lawyers to discriminate. There's no question that that would not be looked upon kindly by other states. Unfortunately, some people in modern times in the last few years are starting to refer to practice of our religious belief and standing up for what we believe as discrimination um, when it is absolutely not discrimination. People's religious beliefs are fine. I don't fault people for that. They're entitled to them, and but just keep them in your church. You know, Don't use them to discriminate against people. That's, that's the way I view it. Daniel, you mentioned similar bills have been proposed in the past in response to the American Bar Association's rule changes. Yes, most recently in 2021 and also in 2019. Well, what about the author of SB 559, Senator Hughes? Has he indicated whether he plans to bring this up again? I did reach out to his office asking that very question. We did not get a response by this report. If we do, we'll of course include it in our story on our website. But during the committee hearing back in February, Senator Hughes said that this bill relates to a quote, fundamental right. He said the First Amendment, and he said it was meant to address cancel culture. So we'll see if they give it another go, Josh. All right. Our coverage continues tonight on KXAN News at 6 and 10 and on KXAN.com. Online now, Outlaw, the digital investigation. Watch the full docuseries and explore our interactive elements on a half century criminalizing LGBTQ plus Texans. Check out additional stories on the record number of legislative policies and proposals impacting your community. And listen to a new season of our Catalyst podcast, taking a closer look at our team's personal and professional experiences shaping this report. It's all online now at kxan.com slash outlaw. And in other news, it's been gray these past few days. It has, We're yeah. Very so, unlike Central Texas. It's hard know? to start a Monday when it's all, you know, gray <laughs> yeah. and everything. It makes you want to sleep in a oh, little bit. Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> sure got rid of the heat, though, for a while, it's didn't it, we? So yeah. nice. The past five days have been cooler yes. than normal, and we'll actually hold on to that for a little bit going forward. We still have some rain, and we still have some clouds out there tonight. Austin eastward, we're pretty dry, but out in the western hill country, look at this shield of light to moderate rain. Now, this is only raining at about a tenth or a quarter of an inch per hour which is very light rain, but it's steady and it's making it chilly there from Fredericksburg out west on 290 in Gillespie County. Another nice solid shield of rain, almost a little circulation here, not of tornadic proportion, of course, just a little part of a storm system itself right there over San Saba County. Even with those areas of rain ongoing in the hill country, most of our heaviest totals in the past 48 hours have been south of Austin and southeast of Austin. Near Buda, we've had almost an inch. Parts of Bastrop and Caldwell counties up to three quarters of an inch. Parts of Mason 
County and Southeast Austin are up there as well. If you don't see your community on the list, you got lower amounts than this. You can always find those totals, light as most of them were, on KXAN.com. It is cloudy and the roads are pretty dry right now in Austin for your evening drive. 64 right now with a bit of a gray view. The pollen count pretty easy. Mold not spiking today, even with this bout of wet weather. The past two storm systems that we've had have been very slow moving, and this one is no different. It's still sitting to our west with this shield of rain in front of it, so until it gets past us or east of our area, this will continue to produce clouds and a chance of rain. Here's the good news, though. If you're sick of this gray, cloudy weather, that happens tomorrow. So over the next few hours, a couple sprinkles are possible from Austin eastward, but most of the rain is concentrated in the hill country where that 30% chance of rain is mainly focused. After bedtime tonight, a few showers ongoing, mainly in the hill country, but by morning time tomorrow, there's no more rain falling. And after a gray start tomorrow, look at this by midday through the afternoon, mostly sunny skies come back and this will kickstart a nice warm up with dry weather through the rest of the week. Additional rain this evening, quite light. Most of it focused out in the hill country with less than a tenth of an inch expected. Once this storm system departs tomorrow, look what happens in its wake. The opposite weather pattern, a big ridge of high pressure with a blue H meaning blue skies. This controls our weather from late Tuesday through Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. It's going to be a really lovely autumn week. After that, though, here's your first warning on the next storm coming our way. This is five days out, but this coming weekend, a storm kind of approaches California quickly from the west. It could be making rain showers here as early as Sunday afternoon early next week with this storm slowly moving through the area again. This El Nino winter continuing to bring us periods of rain. It looks like we'll get some widespread rain with that, but most of it quite light over the next seven, eight days. Looks like under an inch, but we'll keep you advised as it gets closer. Tonight's forecast, slight chance of light rain, chilly at 53. Tomorrow, afternoon sun pushing us above 70 degrees for the first time in a little while. Even as temperatures warm, eventually up to 80 by Friday, look at the mornings, nice and cool through the rest of the week. A dry, cooler Saturday behind a weak front. Then rain chances increase Sunday into Monday from that next storm. Hey, a reminder, our KXAN Friendsgiving Challenge is ongoing this evening. Grab your phone, scan the QR code that's about to pop up, or go to kxan.com slash friendsgiving to make a donation if you are able. Did you know that one in four children in Central Texas are at risk of hunger and one in seven adults? More than 90% of the people that this fundraiser helps are not homeless. They may even be folks in your own neighborhood. Thank you so much for any donation you're able to give to the KXAN Friendsgiving Challenge. It's been one year since four college students were murdered in Idaho. How their families are working to find justice. Right now, what caused a Secret Service agent assigned to protect President Biden's oldest granddaughter to open fire? Also, Los Angeles learning what the loss of a major freeway means for its immediate future after that crippling fire tonight. One year ago today, four University of Idaho students were stabbed to death in an off-campus home. The murders launching a weeks-long search for the suspect, Brian Koberger, who is still behind bars. But there's no trial date in sight. It took police six weeks to track down and arrest Koberger, more than 2,500 miles away from the crime scene. The former criminology student was linked to the killings. Investigators say by DNA found on a knife sheath left on the bed where Kaylee Gongalvez and Madison Mogan were found dead. The judge has entered a not guilty plea on Koberger's behalf. 
but a start date for his trial has not been set. Koberger's legal team has made multiple failed attempts to get the case thrown out. A former San Marcos High School teacher has been found guilty of three counts of sexual assault of a child. David Guerrero was an English teacher and assistant coach for the girls' soccer team at the school from 2008 until the time that he resigned in 2013. In 2018, a female victim went to San Marcos police to report sexual assaults that happened in 2009 when she was a student. After a jury found Guerrero guilty, three more victims, also former students of Guerrero, testified during the punishment phase of the trial, giving details of how he, his inappropriate behavior and his sexual relationships with them while he was a teacher. Guerrero was sentenced to two and a half years in jail, followed by 10 years probation. Tonight on KXAN, it's a new episode of The Voice at 7, followed by The Wall at 9. And then we're back with more news at 10 o'clock. Join us an hour earlier for KXAN News at 9 on CW Austin. And here is where to find us.